Hey guys, welcome to the Doula Diaries. I'm Heidi. I'm the host of the Birth Story Podcast, which drops birth story episodes and expert interviews every Thursday. I'm also the author of the Birth Story Pregnancy Guidebook and Journal. It is everything, 529 pages of everything that you need to know to prepare for your birth. You can get that at birthstory.com. And I am also the content creator for Birth Story Academy, where you go for online learning from a virtual doula. You can also get into my private Facebook community through Birth Story Academy. And here on Tuesdays is where we meet for doula diaries. So welcome. Okay, I had a great Thanksgiving last week with my family. How was yours? We were sitting around a campfire after Thanksgiving dinner and doing ridiculous karaoke when, of course, everyone started sharing their birth stories. Now, I love hearing from my sister, even though I was her doula, but I really love when my mom shares her birth stories, too. And then, of course, all the friends in the neighborhood and my nieces that haven't had kids yet, just sitting around the campfire and listening to us tell birth stories. And my sister reminded me about her story in the book, page 28, birth story one, she'll be coming round the mountain. Now, I also interviewed Sam on the birth story podcast early on. So if you want to scroll back to that episode, you can. But for today's doula diaries, I wanted to talk about why Sam's birth story was titled, she'll be coming round to the mountain. And it's all about walking. So I will log on to Instagram or Facebook and I will see not only my own doula clients, but many of you guys posting videos of like trying to walk the baby out or walking the baby out. And I want to come on here really quick and just have a chat about how walking progresses labor, but walking doesn't necessarily induce labor. So walking can really tire you out. It can also be really effective. So I want to break down a couple of recent stories and where walking works and where it doesn't work. So as an example, I had a couple of clients over the last couple of weeks who texted me around 38, 39 weeks gestation, and they're over it. I get it. I gestated to 43 weeks. I know exactly what it's like to be 38 weeks pregnant and just be ready to meet your baby. And so they went on like the walking mission. I even had one client, Sarah, who walked six miles per day. And I was like, Sarah, this is never going to put you into labor. But once you go into labor, it could progress your labor. So in my sister's story, she'll be coming around the mountain. Sam went into labor really early in the morning with my her second child and my niece, Peyton. And all she wanted to do was listen to her body and move and walk. So we were up in Asheville, North Carolina, and we went to this little park, Greenway, called Bent Creek. And we walked Bent Creek. And as we walked, her labor contractions grew stronger and stronger. So we eventually figured we needed cell phone service. And so we left the forest, got in the car, drove home. And when we got home, her labor seemed to kind of stall out. So she sat on the birthing ball and rocked from side to side. And then she just opened her eyes and was like, I think I need to keep walking. My body just wants to keep moving. 
Well, it's Asheville and there's mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains, if you guys have never been. So Sam had me walking up and down, or I should say I was her doula, so I probably had her walking up and down that mountain. But no, really, she had me walking up and down that mountain, up and down the mountains. For anyone local at Asheville, we it was right under Helen's Bridge. So we walked all the way up Bowcatcher Mountain to Helen's Bridge and back down. And her contractions went from five minutes apart to four minutes apart to three minutes apart. So every time until she felt that pressure to push, we just walked up and down the mountain. Eventually, we came home for a quick snack and Sam said, okay, I'm ready to birth her. So she literally used walking to walk her baby down, to progress labor. We got to the hospital and within two hours of getting to the hospital, Peyton was delivered and my sister, nobody made it to the room. So my sister just delivered herself. If you refer back to last week's doula diaries on how we make birth pretty complicated sometimes. And my sister's little six and a half pound baby just kind of came out on her own through walking. Like that is all we literally did to get her labor to progress, to get her baby to engage the pelvis and to get her to come down and to birth her. So that brings me to two weeks ago. I had the pleasure of laboring with two clients back to back where we really utilized walking to progress the labor. Now, both of these clients had thought that uh, walking may put them into labor. And we had the conversation about how it's really best to be horizontal. So just laying as long as possible when you are not in labor. And then when you're in early labor, the first thing I'll do as your doula is tell you, lay down, go to sleep, take a nap, turn the lights off, get primal, have sex, do nipple stimulation, all of those things. What I'm not going to tell you to do in early labor is go walk, go walk, go walk. When your labor starts to progress and you just can't lay down and sleep anymore, that's when we get walking. So I arrived at the first client's and her contractions were about five minutes apart. She was in the bathtub. She had been relaxing all day. And I was like, I love you, but we're going to need to get out of the bathtub and move our body if you want to have a baby anytime in the next 48 hours. And so she got out of the bathtub. She listened to her doula. It was freezing cold in the winter. So we bundled up and we went walking around the neighborhood. Now, these are some of my favorite walks, you guys. It's the holidays. Everyone's out on their patios. We're walking in the neighborhood. And about every three to four minutes, a contraction is starting and my client's squatting. So I really like for everyone to squat during their contractions. So she's squatting. We're squeezing her hips. She had many tearful moments, but she really wanted an unmedicated birth. So we just kept walking. And I told her, we are going to walk until either your water breaks or your contractions are two to three minutes apart before we go to the hospital when you're in active labor. So we walked. And as I noticed, as we were walking, her contractions were getting closer together, not because we were timing them, but because instead of having one contraction per block, we started having two contractions per block. And on one contraction in a deep squat, she said to me, Heidi, I feel like there's a balloon inside of me that's about to pop. And I was like, yeah, it's called your amniotic sac. And on the very next contraction, she she was in a deep squat again, hands on the sidewalk, and pop, and her water ruptured. As soon as her water ruptured, she was in that nice, deep Buddha primal squat, 
in her baby's head was able to come like float right down into her pelvis and engage her pelvis. So what happened? Labor got turned on real quick. So we got in our respective cars and headed towards the hospital. I told her, I think you're probably about two to three centimeters dilated before we left. Like, but now that your water broke, things could pick up very quickly. When I arrived in the parking garage, you guys, her labor contractions were one to two minutes apart, 60 to 90 seconds. I didn't even know how we were going to get her upstairs. And when she got into triage, she was eight centimeters dilated. So that is the power of walking. Your body wants to move. It wants to sway. It wants to dance. It wants to walk. When you are feeling that urge to get up and move around, this is when I really encourage walking. But I don't encourage walking when you are 38 or 39 weeks pregnant to induce labor. I encourage walking because it's exercise and it feels good and getting in nature and moving your body feels good. But I really don't want any of you guys to go out there and think that walking is just going to put you into labor. But if you are in early labor, prodromal labor, I want you to lay down and take a nap and be in the dark and stay horizontal as long as possible. And when you cannot be horizontal anymore, then I want you to get up and walk. One more quick story. I had a client who was laboring for about, let's say, 18 hours, and it just wasn't going anywhere. She just kept saying, you know, I'm not in active labor, and she was already at the birth center, but her contractions were pretty far apart and still pretty short. So when I arrived on the scene, the first thing we did was we got to work with walking. She was definitely in active labor. She was no longer comfortable being horizontal when she called for help. And so when I arrived, it was time to walk. So we left the birth center and we walked all around the birth center for probably about two hours. And again, when a contraction would hit, she would either fall into a deep squat or lean forward onto her partner while I squeezed her hips and did a double hip squeeze to just to make more room for the baby to rotate and come down. As we walked, her labor progressed. 17 years later, as I walk with my clients and we continue to walk and they continue to squat, labor progresses and it feels so good. The sensations of the contractions are much more manageable when you're moving and squatting and working through them. So this is my quick doula diary to share with you the powerful effectiveness of walking and how it progresses labor when you are in active labor. So once your contractions are less than five minutes apart, get walking. If you are anything before that, get horizontal. Okay, thanks for letting me interrupt this episode for just a quick minute with some reminders. One, Birth Story Academy is launching on February 1st, 2022, but pre-sales start on December 1st, 2021. So if you are listening in that window, I am offering 50% off to my loyal podcast listeners with code BIRTHSTORYPODCAST. Second reminder, just click on birthstory.com, go to the workbook, type in your email address, 
it unlocks an entire library of all of my free resources. So if you want to learn more about placenta encapsulation, delayed cord clamping, have birth plan templates, like whatever your heart desires, I probably have written a guide for it. My latest guides are on postpartum recovery and breastfeeding. So I hope you will check out all those free resources at birthstory.com. And last but not least, if you want to go the extra mile, I would love it if you would push pause and leave a review and then click the icon that says share and send the podcast or a favorite episode to someone that you know who is pregnant, trying to become pregnant, loves birth stories, or that would really enjoy the birth story podcast. The only way people learn about this is through word of mouth and referral. So I love those reviews and those shares, and I appreciate you so much. So let's get back to this episode. Postcards from the womb, pregnancy week seven, from date of last menstrual period. Dear mom, how is your Greek? I am officially an embryo, which is a Greek word meaning to grow inside of. Speaking of Greek, have you heard of a doula? It is also a Greek word meaning woman, servant, or caregiver. You deserve a doula. So let me plant that seed. My home is putting pressure on your bladder and your body is trying to get rid of waste more quickly. So I know you are peeing every few minutes. Our friends and family may notice that you are glowing. Besides the fact that you are beautiful, your blood volume is increasing, giving you that extra shimmer. In fact, your blood volume will have the greatest increase over the first 12 weeks of my pregnancy. Mom, please don't feel guilty for one more second about your mood swings. Let's start off this pregnancy right and let go of the mom guilt that starts right here at the beginning. You are entitled to being a little up and a little down with your mood and attitude right now. You are growing me, and that means your hormones are raging You are not responsible for the depression, random crying, and feelings of being completely overwhelmed. The hormones are to blame. Make sure to read my letters along with your birth partner. I'm here for you, mom. Here is your pregnancy homework. Please drink half of your body weight in ounces of water each day. Example. If you weigh 150 pounds, you should be drinking at least 75 ounces of water each day and aim for 100 grams of protein. Do these two things and I promise you, you will feel better and have a healthier pregnancy. Love me, your baby, aka Littlest Love. P.S. You are doing an awesome job. Hey guys, a quick disclaimer from postcards from the womb that you just heard. You may have noticed a couple of things. There was a wild generalization in the literary writing of postcards from the womb. 
And so I want to put out this disclaimer to acknowledge that this is not inclusive language. I am a supporter, an ally, and I'm adjacent to the LGBTQIA community. The language that I chose was based on a cisgendered heterosexual couple carrying a single fetus pregnancy that was conceived spontaneously after a last menstrual period. Now, how many people we know, do we know that that's actually their story? Not that many. So I want you to know that if you are in a same-sex assigned at birth relationship, if you're in a same-gendered relationship, if you are a single parent, if you struggled with fertility and didn't have a last menstrual period and utilized IVF or IUI for conception, whatever your story is, I see you and I don't want you to feel excluded. I wanted to make sure I let you know my reasoning behind the language that I used in postcards from the womb. I welcome your feedback at Birth Story Podcast on Instagram. Thanks for listening to Doula Diaries.